All right, let's pray. Father, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just uh, loving us, Lord. Uh, Lord, I thank you for uh, just being the perfect father uh, on on Father's Day. Thank you for a country where we take a day and uh, just recognize uh, fathers, Lord, and uh, just the importance that they have uh, in our lives, whether uh, good or bad. And uh, Lord, even if we uh, have a story where we don't have the greatest father, we uh, know that we can lean on you as the perfect heavenly father. And uh, God, I do pray that we would uh, just take some time today to... Um, uh, just let our dad know that we love him and uh, just thank you for the things that they did do for us. And uh, Lord, I do just uh, pray that you get all the honor and the glory. I pray you'd speak uh, as we get back into your word today. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the Passpoint class. There's uh, so many just faithful people who uh, just stand in the gap uh, as, as I'm out and in different things. And so, uh, Lord, I do thank you for a group of people who uh, just love you and are busy about your business. So I pray that you just uh, speak to us today in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so it feels like it's been a hot minute since I've been in here. We had church in the park, we were out, and so it's been it's been a while since I taught. What is it still playing music? Anyway, so Paige is over here jamming to something. I don't know. And anyway, uh, so today I was going to try to do something for Father's Day, just because you know it's Father's Day and that's what you're supposed to do. And then I decided. I don't have to do that, so I'm not going to. Happy Father's Day to y'all. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, that's what you're expected to do, and uh, it, it's you know uh, that's that's what we do. And so uh, I think we should do a really good job of uh, recognizing the mothers in our lives on Mother's Day and fathers. Uh, good job. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's not a day to not do anything. Just keep doing the things that you do every day, and uh, love your kids. Spend time with them while you can. And uh, all that. So anyway, uh, instead of that, we're going to get back into 1 Corinthians because it's been a while and uh, we're getting close to the end. We've got three chapters left of 1 Corinthians. It's going to take us a little while to get through those three chapters. Uh, and I don't even really want to go back and do a bunch of review on the book as a whole. You can go back and catch it all. It's all on the, the little podcast thing. Um, it, it's all there and available. And so... We've been kind of working our way through uh, 1 Corinthians and we've been in this passage or this this area where uh, in chapter 12 he talks about uh, spiritual gifts and he kind of hints at uh, this gift of tongues or, or whatever and we didn't spend a lot of time on it because that's what we're going to get into in chapter 14. And then uh, in chapter 13, uh, just to kind of get us at least a little bit back to where we're at so we can get going, in chapter 13 he takes a minute and he's just like, so all of you who are really worried about, you know, getting online and taking the uh, online spiritual gift tests and all those things, that's not really what he says, but that's what I would tell you, uh, don't waste your time with all that because it doesn't matter. Uh, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, that's what you need to be worried about. And so uh, it's good to know what you're gifted at. But it's also good to know that you can be gifted at whatever it is that uh, you have the Spirit of God to do. And so uh, don't get too caught up with your... Uh, you know, spiritual gift tests and all those things, uh, you have you have the Holy Spirit. So uh, focus on that. But anyway, chapter 13, he, he basically says, don't get too caught up in uh, this whole spiritual gift thing because uh, it's more about love than it is any of that other stuff anyway. And so go back. We spent a couple weeks on that. He's like, but really what you really want to focus on is uh, how are you loving people, right? And he talks about charity and, and all, all of that. Charity, love, love, charity. Go back and listen to that. You'll know what I mean. That brings us to chapter 14. 
Chapter 14 is a pretty long chapter. Uh, we'll break it into, I'm not even going to tell you how many weeks because it's going to take some, but uh, it'll take a little while. But we're going to get started in this first passage of chapter 14. And the chapter 14, he like jumps back into, okay, so I mentioned this gift of tongues. Let me explain this to you for a minute because, uh, well, let me just ask you guys. Somebody explain to me what what the gift of tongues is if if you want to attempt what this is. That's called uh, something different. Or, or See? Okay. Which one? Pentecostal or Paul? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think it would be speaking in your native language, but multiple people in other languages then can... That is what the actual gift of tongues is. When, when, when they were talking about speaking in tongues, they were talking about, you know, obviously you can go to a different part of the world and they don't speak English. Actually, a lot of them do. English is the, the most common language, but there are you know, a lot of places that don't speak English. So uh, we've been to... Uh, uh, well, I mean, obviously we've been to London. Uh, they speak English just very different than we do, but uh, we've been to India and Nepal, we've been to different, different places, and they speak different languages. So the gift of tongues, uh, as what Paul was talking about, was, was the fact that I don't speak your language, but yet I have this spiritual one-time gift, maybe two-time, however long Paul needed it to happen, or the Lord needed it to happen, to be able to speak a language I do not know how to speak. Right. It'd be like me uh, rolling in and being able to uh, speak German or something like that. And like, I don't know German. I don't, I don't know any of it. Right. Uh, but I would be able to do that. Or it would be the ability to have somebody who speaks Spanish come in here and start talking and me m- magically, miraculously be able to understand it. Right. So there's the gift of interpretation, understanding a language you don't actually speak and the gift of tongues, which is speaking a language. So. The reason that this happened in the early church was to get the word of God out in a much faster way. God used this as a sign gift to be able to get the word of God out in a faster way. So that is what actually speaking in tongues is, trying to just very quickly explain it. Now, if you roll into a certain type of church. There's churches out there. Uh, you know, you, you go into maybe a Pentecostal church, an Assembly of God church. There's others out there. I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody, but uh, they've taken the gift of tongues and turned it into something that it isn't. It's almost like uh, mumbling under your breath. Uh, it's nothing. It is no language. Uh, I've actually seen it happen, so I'm like, it's the craziest thing. I mean, there's crazy things out there, but it's a very crazy thing to see. Uh, they, they like, they're whispering and mumbling, and I don't know if it makes them feel more holy, more, I, I don't know what it is. But anyway, it's really been corrupted into something that it's not meant to be. And so in chapter 14, Paul takes a minute and he's just like, hey, before you get so caught up in this, well, I want to be able to speak all these different languages and all this, you know, me too. Uh, this is back before you had, you know, the Duolingo app and you could learn it on your own. So uh, you want to learn it, actually learn it. But uh, Paul's like, let me take a minute and just kind of break down what this gift of tongues is. And so uh, today I'm going to just move through this first section and I'm going to tell you what he's talking about as far as tongues goes. And then I'm going to circle back around and I'm going to give you something that's actually uh, applicationally uh, something you can walk out of here with. Because honestly, I feel like I never do my job if you don't have something that you can walk out of here with and it's like, okay, I can apply that to my life. Uh, 
you want to apply speaking in tongues to your life, uh, download the app and learn how to speak a different language. Uh, so if, as far as that goes. But I also don't want to not teach the doctrine that's in here. So we're going to roll through this. I'll kind of tell you what he's saying in this first little passage. And then I'm going to circle back around and give you something that hopefully uh, at least was helping. Uh, it, it helps me. And so uh, in First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1. He says, follow after charity. Remember, charity was the main word in chapter 13. Charity means love, right? Or love means charity. They, they come from the same uh, root word. And it says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. It's good to desire spiritual things, right? But rather that you may prophesy. Okay, now hang on a minute. This word prophesy, that's a different gift. The spiritual gift of prophecy is something that a, a pastor would have. In the Old Testament, a prophet did what? Hmm? Yeah, it was the mouthpiece of God. Like, go back and you hear, like, uh, Nathan the prophet, all these different prophets, and it would be the guy that the king would, would have with him, and basically God would speak to the prophet, and the prophet would reveal what the word of God had said to the people. Well, that's what a pastor does today. He hears from the word of God, and he gives what God has told him to the people. Now, that doesn't mean that you as uh, the the uh, average uh, churchgoer, the average Christian, doesn't hear from God. God speaks to you in the Word every day. But to have the gift of prophecy is the, the ability to hear from God and, I don't want to say eloquently, but a, able to get it out in a way that's understandable to the people, right? So he says, what Paul's saying is, it's good to desire spiritual gifts, but what you really need to be desiring is this is uh, prophecy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. He's like, nobody understands what you're saying. So why do you want to do this? Like this, this speaking in tongues. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men, edif- uh, men to edification, to exhortation, to comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that ye all spoke with tongues, or spake with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied, for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret. That to the church may be edifying. What he's saying is you want to speak with tongues, that's fine, but they're not understanding what you're saying. And so if God is giving you something, then uh, make sure that they understand what you're, what you're trying to say here. Now, brother, in verse 6, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I uh, shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? Is there profit in what I'm saying? Right. As the things that I'm trying to give you from God, is it going to build you up in some way? What good does it do for me to come into the church and be able to speak a language that these other people understand that you still don't understand? Just because I have the gift of tongues when I come into uh, the church and I can speak to this group of people doesn't mean that the rest of you speak it. Right. And so what he's saying is that until I can unless I can make it in a way that you can understand it as well, that everybody can grab it and walk away with it. Is anybody really being edified here or is it just me saying, look what I can do? Right. Look at me. I have this gift. Don't you wish you had this gift? Because it's really cool to have this gift. Right. Like if I could fly, that's probably what I would do. I'd be like, Brady, I can fly. Don't you wish you could fly? Because I can fly. And it's really cool. Like and so. the. the, the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but he's not a flyer. But anyway, the the point is like Paul's trying. What is the purpose of you like coming in saying, "Hey, look what I can do"? Or, is the church being edified by what's happening here? He's really trying to like squelch this. Everybody wanting to have this really 
awesome thing that really isn't a, a big deal at all. Verse 7, and if the things, uh, and even uh, things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, he's talking, he's giving an example here, except they give uh, a distinction in the sounds, how should they be known what is piped or harped? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to battle? Now, back in the day when the trumpet sounded like it was time for battle, you know, nobody wants to hear the trumpet, you know, and it's like, oh, we're supposed to go? Are we supposed to stop? Yeah. That's the point. Like, are we going? Are we not going? What is the deal? Like, what are we doing here? Make it clear. That's what he's trying to say. Whatever you're doing, make sure it's clear and concise. Everybody understands what's happening. So likewise, ye, if ye utter the utter by the tongue words easily to be understood, how shall it be known which is uh, except? So if you don't uh, utter by the tongue words easily to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For if you speak unto the air, <clears throat> there are it may be uh, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them without significations. He's talking voices, voices. He means languages. So there's a whole lot of languages in the world. Do you know how to speak them all? Because I don't. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh unto a barbarian, and he that speaketh uh, shall be a, unto me a barbarian. He's like, if I don't speak your language and you don't speak my language, we're going to have a really hard time understanding each other. That's, that's basically what he's trying to say. right? Go back to Genesis chapter 11. You'll find out why it's like this in the first place. When everybody spoke the same language, we tried really hard to be our own God. And God was like, okay, we can't do this. So let me let me slow the roll a little bit here and uh, confound the languages. So now everybody speaks a different language. Verse 12, Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel unto, edification, unto the edification of the church. So that's the first portion. That's as far as I want to get into this tongues part of it today. He's basically saying, if you want to speak in tongues, that's great. But why do you want to speak in tongues? Right? That's basically what Paul asked in that first little section. He's like, you want to speak in tongues, that's fine. God will give you the gift if you really needed it. If you needed it. But why do you want to speak in tongues? Why do you want to be able to do whatever it is that you're doing? What is the point of what you're wanting to be able to do, right? And so we went through the first, we'll get back into the, the next section next week and understand uh, kind of the interpretation of the tongues and then we'll wrap it all up at the end of the chapter and tie it into some other stuff. But what Paul's really asking is, this is what the gift of tongues really is. Why do you need it? Why do you desire it? What is it inside of you that's like, man, I really need to have that, Right? Because what Paul knows is most people who say, I really need to have this gift of tongues, the people in some of these churches today, I said some, not all, some of these churches today who uh, claim that they can speak in tongues, they're after some, I'm closer to God than you are, right? Some sort of uh, spiritual feeling, some sort of look what I can do, you can't kind of thing. And it really doesn't make any sense at all. Because if you go back in this passage in the first 12 verses, he says this word over and over again, and it's not tongues. He says this word over and over again, and it has nothing to do with speaking in tongues. He says this word, edifying. I think it's like five times in this, and I didn't even really catch it until I'm sitting down trying to really work through this thing. He keeps talking about who are you edifying. And so that's the title, if you're a title kind of person. Uh, the, que- the, the question you can ask yourself today is, who am I edifying? That's what I want to circle back around and make sure that we... Are picking up what Paul's trying to lay down. Who am I edifying? In 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 12. The word edifying, if you look it up on Google, 
uh, because that's what everybody does. I mean, I can look it up in the dictionary, but you guys are going to be like, well, what's Google say, right? Uh, what's Siri say? Anyway, yeah. Uh, the word edify means providing moral or intellectual instruction, right? If you're going to be edifying to somebody, you're going to give them moral, like, hey, you probably should or shouldn't do this, right? That's that's the right thing to do. That's the wrong thing to do. It's you know, like, it's like advice, uh, providing moral or intellectual instruction, right? Instruction. Edifying is about instruction. It is about uh, communication. It is about getting. You know, we talk about edifying as uh, building people up. It is that. But are you building people up in moral or intellectual instruction, right? Uh, make sure that the words you say uh, uh, have meaning behind them, right? Make, edifying is, is a great thing to have, but what Paul's talking about is you want to have this gift. Who is it edifying? Who is it building up? Who is it teaching intellectual or moral instruction to, right? That's what he's trying to ask. And so I have four questions for you today as, as I go back through this passage that you can ask yourself. Four questions you ask yourself to show who you're trying to edify because Every word that comes out of your mouth, whether you realize it or not, you're trying to edify someone. Every word that comes out of your mouth, you're trying to edify someone. You're either trying to build up, build a relationship, uh, build a a closer, um, I mean, a relationship is the word, with someone, or you're trying to build up and put yourself up on some sort of a pedestal because you're superior to whoever it is you're talking to. No matter who, no matter what it is that comes out of your mouth, you're edifying someone, right? You might not even be edifying, you might not be edifying yourself. You might not be edifying the person you're talking to, but you might be talking well of someone else, right? You're edifying someone no matter what you do. And so four questions to ask yourself as you go back through this passage with what Paul was saying to show who you're trying to edify. And the first one, in the first four verses again, he says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh unto men, but in, uh, n- uh, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh unto mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, to exhortation, to comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. So the first question you have to ask yourself when you're trying to figure out who exactly is it that I'm trying to build up with what I'm saying is do I have anything to give? Do I have anything to give? When you look at the word edifying, you are providing moral or intellectual instruction. Do you have any of that to give to anybody? And I'm not talking about worldly. I'm talking about the question you really have to find out is are you in the word? Like... If the only word of God, I've told you this a hundred times and I will tell it to you as many more times as you will hear it until you quit coming and listening to me or they tell me to quit teaching one or the other. If you only get the word of God on Sundays or maybe on Wednesdays when you come to church, you're, you're starving, right? You have nothing to give anyone, right? You're basically saying, well, this is what somebody else gave me and I'm going to give it to you, right? Uh, to be able to give someone someone else, to give someone something, you have to have something to give. <clears throat> You've got to have something. If you're not in the Word, multiple times a week, like, it needs to be daily, but multiple times a week. If you're not finding out what God has for you, and I'm not saying you got to sit down 
for an hour and a half every day. I'm not saying that you have to do it first thing in the morning. The Bible says it's profitable in the morning. Some people uh, are like, I can't even keep my eyes open with toothpicks in the morning, right? Some people, it's in the evening. Some people, it's in the... Whenever it is, find out what works for you. You've got to find something from the Word of God. There are times that I know that I've got, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Like, okay, just God show me something. There's also times that I'm like, I've got 10 minutes. And I'm praying, I'm like, God... I've only got 10 minutes. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't give you the time you needed today. Show me something. I've only got, show me something. And sometimes it's in the short amounts of times that God will show you more than, right? You have to get in the word. You have to go and find out what God has. If you're going to try to give somebody anything, you got to have something to give them, right? It, it doesn't matter. You can, you can show up to the party, the birthday party. If you don't got a gift, you ain't got a gift, right? And, and I promise, for most people, that's not a big deal. You go to a little kid's birthday party and like, what'd you give me, right? <laughs> I don't really care that you're here. What'd you get me, right? Now, I understand we grow out of that, but the point is you have to have something. You got to get in it, find it, ask God for something, anything. Are you in the word, right? Psalms 23 verse 5 talks about how uh this almost it talks about how my cup runneth over god has given me so much in what i'm asking him that it's just like i got to tell somebody about it right i mean this is really cool can you believe this you know it, it most of you haven't but some of you have been in this position before have you ever been asked to uh to teach or get up and share a devotion or anything like that you can't do that without being in the Word. I promise. It just doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. If you're not running over with something to say, then you run out of things to say very quickly, right? And you find yourself saying, uh, yeah, uh, um, e, uh, yeah, and then it, it doesn't work, right? The point is, like, what does God have to say? What is God trying to say? And give it to somebody else. If you're going to, if you're going to edify anybody, you got to ask yourself, do I even have anything to give in the first place? Paul's like, I, you can have a gift, you cannot have a gift. Who are you trying to edify with it, right? What's the point? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do you have anything to give? Because if you're not in the Word, you don't have anything to give. You can lie to yourself. You can be like, oh yeah, I know. You can re-preach the same sermon to different groups of people over and over again. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. I've tried it. Like I've tried. I've had... A message for something over here, and I'm like, I can just use that over here. You, you can't give people moldy bread. It doesn't work. They just, it doesn't work. Like, it is, I'm not, Brady's laughing. He's like, I probably tried it, right? It, it doesn't work. <laughs> you don't. Like, it, it was fresh at one point, and it was, like, it tasted good. But man, the same thing doesn't come across well the next time around. It just doesn't. It doesn't work like that. So, man, make sure you have something to give. Verse 5 and 6, the next question you can ask yourself to find out who exactly it is you're trying to edify is, what is the purpose? What is the purpose of what I'm saying? What is the purpose? Verse 6 says, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak unto you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. And even the things without life-giving sound, whether harp or pipe or harp, whether they give a distinction of sound, how shall it be known what is piped or harp? Or the trumpet, uh, if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, uh, who shall prepare prepare himself for battle? The next question uh, you can ask yourself is, what, what is the purpose of what I'm saying? 
I didn't need to get to the heart part anyway. Five and six. Uh, what is the purpose? Verse six says there, there's four things that can give you some purpose in what you're saying. Are you speaking to reveal something to somebody? Like sometimes it's good to let somebody know that, like, hey, I saw what you did over there, uh, and you didn't think anybody was watching. That was that was awesome, right? Just a little pat on the back, right? Uh, sometimes you need to reveal, hey, I saw what you did over there, uh, and it was really cool until you told everybody about, hey, did you see what I did over there? And sometimes you need to be like, hey, just keep it to yourself. Uh, revelation is just letting somebody know something that you saw from afar, right? Uh, so speaking in, in revelation, so that's that's one purpose of what you're saying. Are you speaking in? Uh, he says revelation or by knowledge. Have you learned something that you need to tell somebody about? Sometimes it's just really cool. Be like, hey, did you? I, I didn't know this was was like this. You should know this, right? This is a fun bit of knowledge. I got it from the Word of God. It's really cool. Or you know, sometimes in the world, it's like, hey, did you know that this is how this worked? Like, I didn't know that. Like, my mind was blown. I need to tell you about it, right? That's just how it works. There's purpose in what you're saying. You're 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 passing knowledge. Or by prophesying, right? Explaining to somebody. Or by doctrine. Man, you want purpose in what you're saying? Let there be doctrine behind it. Meat of the Word of God. When you're having a conversation with somebody, maybe it's somebody you're close to, maybe it's somebody you work with, maybe it's anywhere in between. What's the purpose of what you're saying? Because sometimes people talk just to talk. Right? And you guys probably think I'm that way. You really, because I get in here and I'm like, okay, I've got like 45 minutes to fill. And I just ramble and ramble and ramble. And then there's been people who have come over to the house and like, I remember there was this one time a gal came over, was hanging out for the evening, uh, and Paige was like, hey, they're going to stay for dinner. I'm like, that's totally fine. And at, at one point she like pulled Paige to the side and she's like, Did, do I need to leave? Did I offend somebody? Like, Jason really isn't talking and this is really weird. And Paige was like, no, this is just Jason. <laughs> I just, I'm not an outgoing type of person for the most part. Uh, I've learned that somewhat, but this is the only time in my life where like I have to fill space with words. And so usually I'm very uh, reserved with words. Not that it's a bad thing. I just, that's just the kind of person I am. I would rather listen than talk, all of those different things, but there needs to be purpose behind what you're saying. Some people talk just to talk. Some people talk just to sometimes I think hear a voice. I'm like, man, did you know that if you weren't talking, you would hear like something else? And sometimes nothing is great. Anyway, there needs to be purpose behind what you say. If you're having a conversation with somebody, there needs to be purpose behind what you say. If you're having a, we won't call it an argument, a heated discussion with somebody, make sure there's purpose behind what you say. Right? Sometimes in our marriages, sometimes in our relationships, our, uh, our different, we, we feel like we just need to say something. And sometimes you don't just need to say something. Sometimes there need, if there's not purpose behind it, there's no need to it. Every word that you speak should have purpose. Think about like in your closest relationships. Make sure that every word you speak has purpose. That there's there's some sort of something behind it. There's there's meaning behind it, right? I'm not just talking to talk. I'm not just like there needs to be purpose behind what you're saying, no matter what. The next thing, 
This one hits close to home at my house. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, Verses 7 to 9. He says, And even the things without life-giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction of sound, how shall it be known what is piped or harp? For if the trumpet shall give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise, ye, except ye utter uh, by the tongue words easily to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak unto the air. Make sure what you're saying is very clear. Right, And so the next question you can ask yourself when you're trying to figure out who exactly it is that you're edifying is how do I say what I'm saying? How do I say what I'm saying? I'm not talking about in a different language, but there are times that uh, my daughter or my wife, uh, my sons don't really, but uh, it seems like Paige and Hallie uh, both, they'll be like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like... I promise I, my voice is not raised. Um, Hallie will say, you're yelling at me with your tone, right? Or you're yelling at me with your, you know, whatever. And it's, how are you saying what you're saying? How do I say what I say? Is everything that comes out of your mouth a sarcastic quip? That seems to be my life. I wish it wasn't. And I try my best to not at times, at least with my wife. Because that's not what she needs all the time. Not sometimes, probably, but not all of the time. She doesn't. So is everything that comes out of your mouth like that? Is everything that comes out of your mouth condemning the way that it comes across? Is it just like, I'm better than you? Why, why didn't you know that? You should have known that. Why didn't you do it this way? You didn't say that, but you might as well have said it because of what you said or how you said it. Is what you're saying condescending? I didn't say the things that you said, but is how you're saying it super condescending? I can't believe you spilt that. I can't believe that, you know, or just, it's how you say it. Here's a like a secondary question you can ask yourself that goes under this point. What point are you trying to make by the things that you're not actually saying? Sometimes, what point are you trying to make by the things that you're not saying? Sometimes it's not always the things that we do say. We run to the book of James. We talk about how the tongue is, you know, an unbridled tongue. It's like, you know, craziness. You know, go back and read it. It's like a ship. You know, it, it guides everything. But sometimes it's the things that you don't say. Or sometimes it's how you say the things that you say. I love you too. Well, no, you don't. Why'd you even say it? Right? Or, what? Why'd you really I just, like, yeah, like, sometimes... You can say the right things, but if you're not saying them the right way, you might not even say them. It's kind of like obedience. You can do the act of obedience, but if you don't have a good heart with it, you might as well not do it because it's not obedience. Right? How do I say what I'm saying? We get into some really tough conversations at times, and if we would just speak softly, right? A soft answer turneth away wrath. Wrath is what Proverbs says. If we would speak softly, if we would just simply say what we mean and not always have to have like some sort of hidden message behind it or whatever else. That's what Paul's trying to say with these guys speaking in tongues. He's like, why don't you just speak in the language that we speak? That would be cool. Then everybody would understand, you know, and then we would just use an interpreter for the guys over here who don't speak that language. Right. But instead, they're like, but look what I can do. Right. There's no point in it. How do you say what you're saying? Because that's that's a question you need to ask yourself. Especially in tough conversations. 
especially in tough moments. How is it that you're saying what you're saying? Now, I'm still telling you that I'm not yelling at you. (laughs) Anyway, that's just a joke in our house. The last thing that Paul tries to say here, verse 10 and 12, 10 to 12. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. A lot of languages, what he's saying. And none of them without uh, signification. Everyone's important. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and him that speaketh shall be unto me a a barbarian unto me. Even so ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may to excel unto the edifying of the church. The last question you can ask yourself when you're trying to find out who exactly it is you're trying to edify with the words that are coming out of your mouth is, am I bridging the gap or am I causing a gap? Am I bridging the gap or am I causing a gap? Have you ever been in a conversation with someone who speaks the same language that you do? And you know that they speak the same language you do because you've known them for a very long time. And it feels like you guys are on completely different sides of the planet. You might as well be speaking different languages. I'm trying to say one thing. You're trying to say another thing. You're not picking up what I'm laying down. I'm definitely not picking up what you're laying down. What is happening here? Nobody is understanding anybody, and all there is is frustration. This has never happened in my marriage, but it's happened in other conversations in my life. I'm just kidding. Every single work-related topic. <laughs> there are so many times that we say the exact same thing, but we just say them differently. And I'm like, if you would... Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I was trying to tell you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Am I bridging the gap or am I causing a gap? There are times when we can just slow down and be like, explain to me what you're saying. Instead of saying, no, I want it done this way. No, this is what I'm saying. No, this is... Am I bridging the gap? Am, am I finding a way to meet in the middle here? Am I finding a way for us to actually have a conversation, to get something accomplished? Or am I causing a, a bigger gap than what we already have? That's going to tell you whether... Am I after edifying this other person or am I after edifying myself? Am I after building up someone else or am I after building up myself? Sometimes the first step to compromise is you going all the way to show that you're willing. And you might be like, well, that's not a compromise. No, I promise that it is. Right? You know, it's not always, you know, I'll walk your way, you walk mine, we'll meet in the middle by the old Georgia pine like the old song says, right? It's not like that. Sometimes you want to show that you're willing to compromise go all the way to their side to show them that you're willing. Now, I'm not saying do that every time and be a doormat, but sometimes they just need to know that you're willing. Sometimes they need to know that you're willing to lay down all of your wants, needs, desires, everything, because you're willing to meet all of their wants, needs, desires, everything. Does that make sense? Sometimes that's what compromise is, is showing that, you know what, I, I believe that I'm right, but I'm going to lay all that down because our relationship means more to me than that, whatever that is. You might feel like you've been wrong. You might feel like you are uh, in the... It doesn't matter. Lay it down. Like, if Jesus would have been like, hey, I got this idea. I want to save humanity. But man, they're going to have to meet me halfway. 
we would be screwed. Right. You know, it's just how it is. Instead, he was just like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and do all of the work. I'm going to do it all for them. And all they have to do is just be like, yeah, I'll take that. You know, next time you're in a, a heated discussion with someone, your boss, whoever, just try to be like Jesus for a minute. Just be like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to lay it all down. I'll do all of the work just so I can show that I care, that it's important, right? That whatever the issue is, is not important enough for me to lose our relationship, for me to lose my job, for, for whatever it is. It's just not worth it. <laughs> I work for one too. Brent thinks he's funny. Paul's talking about speaking in tongues. He's talking about, like, and it's good, we need to understand that, but sometimes we need to circle back around and it's like, there's something hidden in here. He talks about edifying, 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 edifying. Why is he talking about edifying? Because there's purpose behind what we say and we need to make sure that who we're edifying is not us. That it's it's about making Jesus magnified. And you know how you're going to make Jesus magnified? Building others up. Making yourself low. Like that's how that works. So, okay, I hope that was, I hope there was something there for you. Like, I'm going through this, and like, we don't really need to know all of this about speaking in tongues because that's not an issue here. But hopefully you guys can at least uh, grab a hold of it, understand it. You will come across somebody in the world at some point in your life if you stick in quote unquote churched circles with somebody who will try to tell you that, you know, speaking in tongues is prevalent, it's now, it's all that. Just, it's not an argument worth getting into. Just understand what the Word of God says and move on. So we'll get back. more. There's a lot more into it. We'll break down more next week, but I wanted to make sure we could take it piece by piece. So with that, let's pray and we'll get out of here. Father, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your Word. Lord, I do pray that uh, as we look at these things, uh, we do find ourselves making sure that we're edifying everybody around us. We're building everybody else up. We're uh, established uh, in your kingdom and building your kingdom and not our own. And so, God, I do pray that as we look at these things, we want to make sure that we are hearing from you first, that we have something to give, uh, that there's purpose behind what we say, that we make sure that we just simply say what we mean and, and mean what we say, uh, and that we we're just we're building a bridge just like you did, God. And so, Lord, I pray you just take these things, apply it uh, to our lives, uh, just allow us to make adjustments where we need. Lord, I pray for uh, just your people. Uh, even in the Passpoint class, I know that uh, there's just several people that got some things going on. Uh, there's real life things happening, and uh, God, uh, you're you're the God of all of it. And so, I pray that we as a class would just rally around them, love on them, uh, just build them up through it, and that you would uh, uh, just use us, send us out this week as lights in a dark world, that you get the honor and the glory. Uh, and that we would just live our lives for you every day. In Christ's name, amen. Uh, Mr. Reiner, next Saturday is Men's Breakfast too.